0: Hi, I'm Carmen LeBurge. Thank you so much for listening to Mornings with Carmen. This Faith Radio podcast is actually made available through listener support by people like you. So this was a radio show before it was a podcast. It's actually called Mornings with Carmen. You can find it at MyFaithRadio.com. And there you will see that this is really a global media network. It includes radio stations, it includes the podcast network, and it includes listeners like you. So there were those who gave in order that you might be able to listen in this way today. If you would like to help extend the ministry to more and more people, then become a Mornings with Carmen supporter today at MyFaithRadio.com.
1: This is an encore presentation of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge, encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna
0: Well, good morning again. It is Tuesday, sixteenth of August, twenty twenty-two. I'm Carmen LeBurge. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen on the Faith Radio Network. Thank you so much for including me in your day today. If you're wondering what, what's going on here, what have I what have I stumbled upon? Well, we are trying to reconnect the eternal with the everyday, and do so in ways that honor Jesus. Um, we are seeking to cultivate the mind of Christ on the matters of the day so that we can walk our faith out into the world that God so loves, um, and shine the light of Christ, like great right, in places that are dark and where people are desperate. So thank you, um, for being here. You can always text me during the show, 877-933-2484. Some texts that have come in this morning, um, remind me that, you know, we really are a community and we need to be praying for each other. So, um, be praying for Doug. He's feeling pretty desperate right now. um, God knows his needs. They are many. Um, Let's be lifting up our brother Doug today. Uh, Mary is uh, praying today for her prodigal child uh, who turns 23 today. Mary says, my heart is hurting for her to know and embrace God's love. Um, I've uh, encouraged Mary um, to, you know, connect online with, there's a Facebook group for Um, For parents and others who are praying for prodigals, it's prayer and then the number four, prodigals. Um, Mary says, Yeah, I'm already connected with that group and others like it. Um, Very helpful. So um, let's be praying for each other today. Let's be praying for those who are engaged in conversations related to school and what's happening with teachers. Thank you so much for your engagement on that conversation prayer prayers this morning for Stacy, who texted in she's from pennsylvania um and she has had a breakthrough in her own life, which we're celebrating um, her her husband um died a year ago after a seven year battle with cancer so we'll be praying for that loss um, but then also praying for um for her son We'll be praying um for that situation, um, as well. Lots of folks dealing with lots of things this morning. Um, let's turn to the one who has all the resources that are sufficient to meet the needs of our day. Maybe you're feeling exhausted. Maybe you're feeling unseen. Well, first of all, let me say that God sees you. He is the God who sees, um, you, you are precious in his sight. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. He loves you so much. He has a future filled with hope planned for you. Um, He has already um, conceived in advance of the good works that he has for you to do. And he's pouring into your life every spiritual resource that's necessary for the accomplishing of his will. I mean, you just have to be open, like literally open yourself as a conduit today and ask God to pour the resources into your life that he knows you need to accomplish his will. Do you see how that's not, hey, God, give me everything I think I need? It's God, give me everything you know I need to live the life that you know is before me that's worthy of the gospel. It's a whole different approach and attitude to the way we pray. Uh, Mary also texted in, my scripture focus, oh, this is an answer to the where in the word. So I always ask that question, where in the word are you today? In my family, um, we are reading Isaiah after dinner. So I'm in Isaiah chapter 5 today. But where in the word are you today? Mary texted in. My scripture focus for today is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. Take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. She's reading there from the New Living Translation. Where in the word are you today? I'd love to I'd love to know that. You can text me at 877-933-2484. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. We're going to talk next with Dr. Brett Nix. Um, hey, polio. Polio. Okay. Once eradicated through successful vaccination is now back in the United States. Dr. Brett Nix is going to tell us where and how and what to do to avoid our children being permanently paralyzed by something that we actually know how to guard against. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen, and this is Faith Radio. As we step aside, it seems like a good opportunity for you and I to talk about how this happens, like the functional reality of the Mornings with Carmen podcast. So, this podcast started out as a live radio broadcast on the Faith Radio Network, which you could access at myfaithradio.com. But a lot of people actually listen to across 28 like live radio signals, you know, off of real radio towers in real towns and cities across the upper Midwest. And listeners to those radio signals made it possible for us to then launch a digital version of the ministry. And that includes this podcast network. And wouldn't you like to now be part of? having other folks around the world have access to this as well. So that's what we're inviting you into today, inviting you to support Faith Radio financially. You can do so at MyFaithRadio.com. And then when you're listening, you can be saying to yourself, you know what, this is now my ministry. As other people are being reached with the good news of the gospel through this podcast, you'll be an active part of it. So I appreciate your gift in advance at Mm MyFaithRadio.com.
1: Doctor, my eyes have seen the years, and the slow parade
2: of years
0: Doctor Brett Nix is joining us from the Christian Medical and Dental Association. You can connect with him at his website BrettNicksmd.com. Good morning, sir.
2: Hey, good morning, Carmen. Happy Tuesday.
0: Happy Tuesday. Okay, um, polio is something I thought, you know, frankly, we were done with. Um, so, talk with us about polio. We haven't. We've literally not talked about this for generations, and so there's probably a lot of people who think this is something that is no longer a threat. Um, What is it, and where is it now spreading?
2: Yeah, well, I tell you, you know, for those who may travel globally or do some mission trip type of work, occasionally you come across individuals that have had the polio virus, and you see them paralyzed, and you're thinking to yourself, what is this? We haven't seen it. And you're right, if you step back, I think it's the late 40s, 1940s, we had polio outbreaks in the U.S. recurrently with more than about 35,000 people each year uh, that would have these issues as far as paralysis. Uh, so in the 1950s, we started a vaccination campaign that had the cases completely plummet. And this is typically just part of a normal process of vaccination for kids. You get a full round of childhood polio vaccines. You have four doses between twelve, or probably two months and about six years of age. And what we know to be true is when you do this, it is 99% effective. Now, what's fascinating about this, though, and what you may have heard in the news as of late, is this virus, which for many people, when you have a virus, just think about a virus as a cold or something else. Well, the polio virus is not much different except for how it affects the body. And about three in four people, when they're infected with polio, have no symptoms, yet they're shedding. And so what we have come across all of a sudden is the CDC was alerted to Uh, Rockland County, just north of New York City and neighboring Orange County areas, uh, that they had some issues where all of a sudden there was a person with an unusual paralysis and they assessed it and sure enough, it was polio. So their surveillance then started to test what uh, typical things would be, which is sewer water. And they found that there's lots of polio virus in the sewer water there, which says that it's not just a single case. There's likely lots of cases and we have not seen the numbers of it. Now, keep in mind, people say, well, how contagious is this? Well. A virus is a virus, they are contagious, but only a relatively small number of people, about one in 200 or one in 250, actually become infected and become paralyzed. So while that number might seem not too small, uh, you know, if you have an outbreak where there's a hundred people who have the virus, you may not have anyone who gets paralysis, but the fact that we do have one tells us by the averages that the numbers are up. And, you know, so the concern is, how did this happen? Well, what we find is, is they're doing their assessments Uh, The counties in that Rockland County area in that Orange County area, just north of New York City, only about 60% of the kids have been vaccinated uh, in comparison to what we see across the country somewhere in the mid-90s. And again, we know this concept of herd immunity is incredibly valued. And so this is one of those things that we talked about, goodness gracious, maybe even a year ago that, hey, we're going to see things downstream of the pandemic where for a couple of years, people didn't go through the normal motions of vaccinations. They were unable to see their doctors. This may just be a small piece of it, but the fact that there's 60% of those folks in that area vaccinated tells you it's probably been ongoing for some, some time. You know, the most important thing that we can do to minimize spread in this circumstance, make sure that you, if you have kids, make sure they're vaccinated for the polio virus. If you as an adult have not been, you still can be, uh, and recognize that this has been a global process. We had not had a case in the U.S. in over 10 years, and here we go again.
0: Okay, I heard um, yesterday somebody say if you had an oral um, polio vaccination, you didn't have an actual shot, that um, maybe you want to get a booster.
2: Not uncommon. So the question will be is, you know, how frequently have you had them? If you look globally, the oral vaccine is actually the most common one used just because of the ability to have refrigeration for the the shots that we have here in the U.S. Um, And so – in general, and recognize that a, a single uh, oral vaccine or a single shot is not adequate. Just as with most vaccinations, you have a series of them to build up immunity. If it has been some time or if you have some concerns, please reach out to your doctor. They'll be able to advise you based on what you had in the past uh, and whether or not you should have another.
0: All right. We're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Brett Nix in just a moment. Speaking of um, boosters and what's available out there, we're going to talk a little bit about covid I'm also going to ask, why do the mosquitoes always bite me as I'm scratching actually like chigger bites as well? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As we step aside, seems like a good opportunity for you and I to talk about how this happens, like the functional reality of the Mornings with Carmen podcast. So, this podcast started out as a live radio broadcast on the Faith Radio Network, which you could access at myfaithradio.com. But a lot of people actually listen to across 28 like live radio signals, you know, off of real radio towers in real towns and cities across the upper Midwest. And listeners to those radio signals made it possible for us to then launch a digital version of the ministry. And that includes this podcast network. And wouldn't you like to now be part of? having other folks around the world have access to this as well. So that's what we're inviting you into today, inviting you to support Faith Radio financially. You can do so at MyFaithRadio.com. And then when you're listening, you can be saying to yourself, you know what, this is now my ministry. As other people are being reached with the good news of the gospel through this podcast, you'll be an active part of it. So I appreciate your gift in advance at MyFaithRadio.com.
1: You are listening to an encore broadcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge.
0: Joy comes in the morning, morning, but if you live in the South, um, the mosquitoes and the chiggers come pretty much at dusk. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, Dr. Brett Nix is with us from the Christian Medical and Dental Association. You can also find him on Twitter, Dr. Brett Nix and online Um, Let's do a quick update on COVID. Apparently mm-hmm. there is um, a new a new booster that's going to include um, uh, some guard against um, Omicron. So, you know, folks might be now waiting for that. We also have some new CDC COVID guidelines, and then you're going to fill us in on long COVID and stress.
2: Boy, I tell you, let's unpackage all of that stuff. So what we know is all of us had hoped that the pandemic would just disappear, but what we have known more than anything else that we've moved from a pandemic to this is endemic state. We've got a virus that's going to be with us, and it will likely be with us for, from this point on, just like the influenza virus is on an annual basis. Well, BA-5 cases, as you see, as well as other variants, continue in the U.S. Uh, Right now, we have about 100,000 cases new per day. Uh, But the numbers are going down over the last two weeks, which is great, especially as we are entering into the beginning of the school year with colleges starting up right now, uh, high school soon to follow. Um, And uh, as the kids go back to school, people say, hey, so what's the deal right now? Well, what you will recognize with these new cases, and many of these uh, may hold true for some of these listeners that we have today, is that. You may get exposed to COVID and think, goodness gracious, this is probably it, and you test yourself within the first two days and recognize shortly thereafter that, hey, this test was negative, but you test yourself a couple days later and it's positive. And this is not an uncommon phenomenon that we're seeing right now, that early portions of COVID just do not test positive. Now, with this, the CDC has recognized, hey, goodness gracious, we have another process of, of things that seems a little bit different. And so they are saying, hey, let's go ahead and use some common sense approach here. Let's remember, we need to be washing our hands. Let's remember not to touch our faces. And if you happen to have an area where all of a sudden you have an outbreak of high level of new cases, the hospital capacities are going down and the admissions are going up for COVID, you'll see these spotty areas where they're gonna make recommendations to go back to masking um, just for that process. Now, what do we have to understand? We have to understand that after we've been exposed, in general, you may not test positive to about five days later. So if you've been exposed, Be cautious if you're going to be around people that have a high risk uh, of getting COVID and getting ill. Someone who has obesity, who has chronic illnesses, maybe immune depressed. uh, Recognize if they have that high risk of exposure. It's really important if you're going to be around them, especially as we get into the fall uh, with holidays and things along those lines, to make sure that you've tested and make sure that you navigate uh, appropriate screening. Carmen, you brought up the issue about vaccinations. And yes, we have new vaccinations that will be coming out this fall Obviously, we'll have our annual influenza vaccine that comes out that's going to be based on really what we're seeing in the outbreaks in the southern hemisphere over the last six months. Uh, And then in addition to that, there is going to be a modified version of our COVID vaccine that takes into some of the newer variants, but not the newest ones. It takes too much time to do that, so you won't see the latest uh, outbreak components of what we have, but you will see, as you stated before, components of Omicron. More details will be coming out this fall Right now, they're in the testing stages of each of those ones, uh, but again, these again will be add uh, probably a significant value to those individuals that again, are the at-risk individuals. If you are the young and the healthy uh, and otherwise don't have some significant risk, wait till the vaccines come out, have a conversation with your physician as to the value proposition for, for you, because uh, this is not going to be a one-size-fits-all process. Uh, some common sense should play into it. And the last question on this, you mentioned long COVID. Um, you know, it's fascinating about this when you talk to people who have it, it's almost like a chronic fatigue type of a process. You know, people feel exhausted, they feel tired, they don't have their same energy, they may have a lingering cough. We've all heard about this thing called COVID fog that's affecting our cognition, the ability to do our normal daily activities at the level we did before. And there's some recent studies, a very small study looked at about 99 patients that had long COVID. And doing just different types of blood tests, they came across Uh, The fact that these patients all had a low cortisol level. Now, recognize cortisol is a hormone that regulates stress in our body. And all of us would say, well, shoot, I don't want a high cortisol level. I want my body to be in these low stress states. But what they found is that for most of us, our cortisol responds to stress. And it goes up and it goes down based on the situations that we face. If you have a persistently low cortisol level, you can't respond to the stress of daily life. That leads mm. to fatigue. That leads to this this, this clouding of our thought process. That leads to feeling as if you're not able to do what your body's telling you need to do uh, because you're hitting these brakes and you don't understand why. For those who have, like this, this, this metaphor, perhaps it's more along the lines or analogy, I should say, it's like having a governor on your engine. It can't go past a certain point. You hit a rev limit, and you can't go any faster. You can't do any more. You can't think any clearer. More to come on that as to is this really what's driving this long COVID? But suffice it to say, it's a first step that looks at it from a testing perspective that says, hey, we may be on to something.
0: That is, that is fascinating. Okay, so um, can you tell me why mosquitoes bite me? And then is there any relationship to the chigger issue I'm dealing with right
2: now? Well, that's a great question. The answer to the second question is probably <laughs> yes. Uh, the solution <gasps> really? to the first The solution to the first problem is, Carmen, you just have to invite me to your fire pit and you will be mosquito-free because I have a tendency to draw attention. <laughs> people, people invite me over for nothing else but to be the person that attracts all the mosquitoes, and then they can enjoy their evening out. Um, mosquitoes are fascinating. We all know this, right? We have individuals, and you might be one of them that attract mosquitoes. You go out, and you sit by a, a campfire, or you're out going for a hike, and everybody else is untouched, and your body comes back, and the next day you look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. You're swollen, you're itching, you're scratching, and it's horrible. Now... There's tons of studies that are out there, most of which don't really show a whole lot of information. We've all heard the issues where, hey, if you hold your breath, you're not blowing out CO2, the mosquitoes won't find you. But you know what? You can't hold your breath for very long. So that doesn't really work. There (sighs) is literature out there that suggests dark clothes. So dark blues, grays, uh, blacks do attract mosquitoes for some reason. And so lighter colored clothing seems to be better. um, Although I have tried that and I can tell you that has not worked well for me. So it has more to do with how god made my body and a lot of it has to do with the microbes that live on our surface of our skin Uh, there's a lot of components in that space that actually suggest that's the case and that means it doesn't mean that you're not showering it doesn't mean that you're not clean it just means that the way your body is developed as you sweat uh, the bacteria that live on your skin that allow the transformation of that sweat into the typical things that uh, account for your smell and your body odor are really the things that attract mosquitoes it's these microbes that live on your skin And I'm not saying to go out and buy an antimicrobial body wash every single time you go outside. I don't know that there's any literature that would suggest it's going to change that. And so the bottom line of this is uh, if if you are one who attracts mosquitoes, you are going to be one who attracts mosquitoes. There is a small piece, which is probably very true, however, is that you also may just be one who reacts more to the bites. Other people can get a mosquito bite and have no reaction to it at all. And so they say, oh, the mosquitoes never bother me. Well, they may. They just may not have a reaction to it. Uh, so what do we do? Well, we go back to the simple things. The botanical options as far as the uh, repellents that are out there are great. Keep in mind, you know, DEET is, it works amazingly well, but at high levels for a long duration of time can be caustic to your body. Uh, there is some literature, although it's not great, that if you have at a baseline level of a garlic intake, that for some people that actually might repel uh, mosquitoes. I have found that if I have too much garlic myself, I also repel people from me. Uh, so there's a caution <laughs> in how much you should And take vampires,
0: in. so you and know. And
2: vampires as well. You never mm-hmm. know what you're gonna get in the middle of the night. You know, there are bats flying around. I can't say I've ever seen a vampire, but I have seen <laughs> in the zoo a vampire bat. So anyway, that being said, protection is good. When it comes to chiggers, as you well know, spray around your ankles because that's where they start. If you're spending lots of time around pine needles, or downed hay in areas like that. But pine needles, especially if you live in the South, uh, they tend to be in those spaces. And if you're working in that area, that's where you will get the biggest attack.
0: Yeah, it's the naked ankle issue. Um, I was—I mean, I even know I was wearing my Birkenstocks, my and my ankles were uncovered, and I totally know that's a that's a recipe for disaster. And so I'm suffering the consequences. So, always a good reminder, um, Brett. Thank you so very much. You guys can connect with Brett online at the Christian Medical and Dental Association or at his own website, BrettNixMD.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. We're gonna hear from John Stone Street at Breakpoint. As we step aside, it seems like a good opportunity for you and I to talk about how this happens, like the functional reality of the Mornings with Carmen podcast. So this podcast started out as a live radio broadcast on the Faith Radio Network, which you could access at MyFaithRadio.com. But a lot of people actually listen to across 28 like live radio signals, you know, off of real radio towers in real towns and cities across the upper Midwest. And listeners to those radio signals made it possible for us to then launch a digital version of the ministry, and that includes this podcast network. And wouldn't you like to now be part of having other folks around the world have access to this as well? So that's what we're inviting you into today, inviting you to support Faith Radio financially. You can do so at myfaithradio.com. And then when you're listening, you can be saying to yourself, you know what? This is now my ministry. As other people are being reached with the good news of the gospel through this podcast, you'll be an active part of it. So I appreciate your gift in advance at MyFaithRadio.com.
1: This is an encore presentation of Mornings with Carmen LeBurge.
0: Well, thank you um, for each and everyone who's texting in this morning. Again, you can text me during the show, 877-933-2484. Lots of of moms of prodigals out there this morning. And so Mary's praying for Jen, and Jen is praying for Mary. And now we have um, another sweet sister in Christ who has texted in about her prodigal as well. Um, Just really asking that... um, God would reveal himself to her son, Jack, um, and the challenges that, um, Jack is facing. And so this is a family that, uh, you know, raised their son in the faith and, um, they're asking us to pray with them. She just comes right out and says, we're getting weary. We desperately need a breakthrough. So let's pray for them right now. Dear, dear Lord, um, strengthen this precious couple this brother and sister in Christ who have been on their knees before you pleading pleading for their son um father he knows you um, and yet he has uh, turned away from you to uh, some other desires in his heart and things that have tempted him to walk in a way that is not of you and so father we would ask that you would reveal yourself that you would be um Right there, very present with him. Um, and that as he is led by others into temptation, you would be the one who delivers him from evil. We come before you um, with our arms around the parents of those this day who don't know where their children are. And we acknowledge that you are the God who sees. You know, you know, Father, you see, you care. And you can send um, the power of your Holy Spirit right now into spaces and places that um, we're a little scared to imagine. So grant your grace this day and thank you for the fellowship of the saints gathered here together in Jesus' name. Amen. As we um, consider going back to school, we've been back to school for a week where I am, um, but you may not be back to school yet where you are, um, but preparations are certainly underway for that. And so, as um, Christian parents get their kids ready, uh, Christian school teachers and Christian administrators are preparing themselves, their hearts and minds, those spaces and places. And um, so we want to be talking about Christians in the educational environment. David Schmoos is going to join us. He is the president of Christian Educators. We're going to talk about a number of ways that you and I can um, support teachers and schools This fall. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio.
1: Up in the morning and out to school.
2: The teacher is teaching
1: the Golden
0: Rule. The teacher is teaching the Golden Rule. Hopefully, maybe. David Schmoos is here. He's president of Christian Educators. Um, He is like the shepherd over the Golden Rule people. There you go.
1: Right. Good to be uh, here, Carmen. Do
0: you have Carmen, a name Carmen. badge that says something like that? Right, I am the shepherd of the Golden Rule <laughs> teachers.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great, but no, I don't have anything like that. But uh, I'll, I'll get one made. How about that?
0: <laughs> hey, let's talk about what's going on at ChristianEducators.org. dot People might remember um, this um, under a different name, but we're just going to go mm-hmm. ahead and lay lay claim to this much easier name um, to remember. So christianeducators.org is where you're going to be looking for information about uh, which we're talking today. Um, mm-hmm. So talk talk with us, David, about what's going on with teachers who are Christians, who are educators. Mm-hmm. You did a recent survey of your members. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about that, what they experienced um, during the pandemic, post-pandemic, what they're experiencing now as students finally get back to school.
1: Sure. Well, as you might expect, uh, teachers, Christian teachers in public schools are not immune from the same things that other teachers in public schools are experiencing. Sixty five percent of our our members surveyed felt their level of optimism about their future in education has decreased somewhat or significantly. So uh, lots of teachers out there. This is consistent with what we're seeing in other surveys as well, that teachers are just not sure uh, that that they can continue uh, much longer in education, at least many of them. Um, They also say 67% of their students, uh, 67% of teachers say their students' willingness or ability to learn is worse or much worse. And 78% say that their their students' mental and emotional health is worse or much worse. And so, and then a couple of that, 63% say their students' behavior is worse or much worse. So these are some of the drivers we're seeing uh, that, that teachers are just, hey, it's like these students have... You know, we have muscle memory. we kind of like learn to do things. We don't need to think about them so much anymore. Uh, it, it's like the it's like COVID. The pandemic has broken the students' uh, sort of learning memory uh, of how to sit in a classroom and and learn and be a part of a community in person and and uh, behave appropriately. And and of course, not all students, but it only takes a, it only takes a determined minority uh, to really disrupt a classroom. So. Um, and, and this is um, uh, this is really obviously very tragic and sad, uh, what's happened in the lives of these kids. And so it really, I think, this shows why we need uh, people who carry carry the, the Spirit of God, carry the presence of Jesus with them in these public schools, because we know that prayer can change things. We know that the presence of God changes things, changes atmospheres. And so um, how much more, I think, do we need Christians in our public schools? Um, the good news is that of our members, 90 uh, percent say, that they are definitely or probably returning to serve in education next year. And and the definitely was very high 78% of those, definitely 12%, probably. And so, um, you know, I, I think that what that shows is that in terms of our members, uh, these are teachers who uh, are, I think that hopefully, <laughs> if we're doing our job, they feel very supported, they feel encouraged. But they feel like they have someone standing behind them, um, and uh, and so that's what we do, and, and we're proud to do it uh, because uh, man, public schools are the most critical I think mission field in our in our in our nation today. It's where 85 or more percent of our students attend, uh, and whether or not, of course, you know, parents have lots of schooling options, that's wonderful. Um, but these so many of these kids in the public schools are never going to come to our churches, and they need adults to go in and. And reach them, and so um, legally speaking, you know we train them to do what they can do legally, uh, obviously we don 't want to break the law, but uh, but we need to have a, we need to have jesus' presence in our schools,
0: yeah, I think there are like some something like seventy four million right something kids mm-hmm. in public yep. school um, and mm-hmm. so that 's a huge mission field. it is wide open for Christian service, and so we want to celebrate right. want to celebrate that God is calling and equipping and strengthening Christians to serve in public education. I know we have a lot of public school teachers listening right now and, um, and those who are married to the children of the parents of public school teachers. So wanna Mm -hmm. um, or the neighbors, right. Friends, people who go to church, right. We all know public school teachers of one variety or another. Um, I know that, uh, in, in the public schools where, um, where my kids and grandkids attend, um, we are just now seeing the emergence of a moms in prayer movement mm-hmm. in our county. Talk with us a little bit about your partnership at Christianeducators.org, your partnership with moms in prayer and claim your campus.
1: Absolutely love to do that. Um Carmen, first let me let me say one other thing from the survey I think that you'd re- really interested know and your listeners as well. Um Eighty-seven percent of our members said the pandemic and their response to the pandemic brought them closer to Jesus, and um, and I, I just I'm so encouraged by that because you know we go through trials. You know, Jesus said, you know, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Um, for those that drew closer to Jesus, seventy-nine percent said that cite increased private uh, devotionals or prayer. As a ways that they did that, and so there's some real positive things there in the lives of teachers that that drew them to the drew them before the cross, drew them to the throne of christ, and so uh, that is that is some also good news as well that the, those that are staying i think are 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 in a sense more equipped to to deal with with what's what we're in so um yes, but they need prayer uh and so we are uh very proud to be launching. Uh, new partnership this year. Moms and Prayer has been doing this for years, and uh, and now we are partnering with them along with Clean Your Campus, which uh, is a, a ministry more, more directed towards uh, students, uh, particularly middle school, high school students. They have a great app you can download. And so the three of us organizations are really getting behind Bless Our School Sunday this year. And if you go to blessourschoolsunday.com, you can find those resources. And basically what we're asking uh, uh, teachers and parents and and anyone with a heart for our schools to do is, you know, go to your church, talk to them, talk to them about whether we want to have a bless our school Sunday. Hopefully they do. Hopefully they want to pray for schools. Pick a date. We're not, we're not suggesting a specific date because everyone's, you know, local calendars are so unique. Just pick a date this fall uh, where you say, hey, we're going to take some time in our service uh, to pray for schools. Um, my church did this this past Sunday. It was beautiful. We had a, a, an educator praying for uh, for students. We had a student praying for educators, and people praying for parents. And and uh, it was just a beautiful thing. Um, and it really sort of, as a church, you you put your stake in the ground. And you say, no, we're we're not going to abandon our public schools. We're going to pray for them. We're going to we're going to see what God wants to do with us and through us in partnership. And um, but so so I would encourage you to go to blessourschoolsunday.com. And uh, there's some resources there you can download, to you know, bulletin inserts, you know, uh, uh, videos to show your church, uh, all kinds of things you can do. You don't have to do any of that. You can just stop and pray. But uh, we really encourage churches to uh, take a look at Bless Our School Sunday.
0: All right. Uh, so we have rattled off a number of websites. And so I want to remind you that all of the links are going to be in my show notes which you can easily get uh, at MyFaithRadio.com a little bit later today when the podcast is posted. Um, so, let me, but let me read them to you again. All right. We're 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 talking with David Schmoos. He is the president of Christian Educators. You can find them at ChristianEducators.org. We have talked about Moms in Prayer. We have talked about Claim Your Campus. Moms in Prayer, by the way, is Moms in <laughs> Prayer.org. Claim Your Campus is claimyourcampus.com. And then Bless <laughs> Our Schools Sunday, which is Bless Our Schools Sunday.com. We're going to talk next about the Rise Up Summit. This year's theme is Rise Up with Hope. Um, great, great um, lineup of folks speaking. And if you go to um, Rise Up Christian it looks like it's going to be online and it's going to be free. Really free? We're mm-hmm. going to ask David Schmooze that question next. You're <laughs> listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge, and this is Faith Radio. As we step aside, it seems like a good opportunity for you and I to talk about how this happens, like the functional reality of the Mornings with Carmen podcast. So, this podcast started out as a live radio broadcast on the Faith Radio Network, which you could access at myfaithradio.com. But a lot of people actually listen to across 28 like live radio signals. No, off of real radio towers in real towns and cities across the upper Midwest. And listeners to those radio signals made it possible for us to then launch a digital version of the ministry, and that includes this podcast network. And wouldn't you like to now be part of having other folks around the world have access to this as well? So that's what we're inviting you into today, inviting you to support Faith Radio financially, you can do so at MyFaithRadio.com. And then when you're listening, you can be saying to yourself, you know what? This is now my ministry. As other people are being reached with the good news of the gospel through this podcast, you'll be an active part of it. So I appreciate your gift in advance at MyFaithRadio.com.
1: This is an encore presentation of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge.
0: Good day, school Continuing our conversation with David Schmuse from ChristianEducators.org. You can check out everything that they're doing. Talk with us, David, about um, this year's Rise Up Summit. Mm -hmm. Where, when, how? Give us us all the details.
1: All right. Well, absolutely. Uh, The Rise Up Summit has been a gift uh, to us uh, just to connect with so many teachers. We had almost uh, 12,000 educators join us for some part of the summit last year. Um, We had Francis Chan and and Greg Kokel, Alistair Begg. Uh, And so what a a great, amazing thing that was. It's completely free. Uh, It's October uh, 20th to the 25th is the free window. Um, There's also an all-access pass if you want access to all the sessions um, after that. But but again, completely free. It's for public public school teachers who are Christians. It's for private school teachers who are Christians. Um, Anyone who has a heart for our schools, uh, we suggest they come. This year, we are very excited. Uh, to say we've got uh, David Platt, author of Radical, uh, Pastor, uh, who's going to be with us. We've got uh, Sean McDowell, uh, uh, son of Josh McDowell, and uh, and, and, and and a, and a be- upcoming world famous apologist in his own right. Uh, we've got uh, John Stone Street from the Colson Center. We've got Peter Greer from Hope International. Uh, the two of them will be tag teaming in kind of our our, key- our live keynote on Friday night, October 21st. Someone have to have how to have enduring hope in the midst of, of cultural opposition. Um, some of your listeners may know Ellie Holcomb. She's a singer-songwriter, has a song I really like called Fighting Words, and she's going to talk to us about how to speak truth uh, to our souls when we when we face challenges in our teaching. Um, we're going to have a session by attorney Clint Elliott on overcoming self-censorship amidst cancel culture. Uh, we're going to have the, uh, I don't know if, if your listeners are familiar with with World Radio, World Magazine, and uh, the World News Group. Um, <laughs> they might Jane be. B- <laughs> Janie B. Cheney and um, and her team at Redeemed Reader are going to tell us how to how to choose a literature for our students that that not only kind of excites them and, and draws them in and wakes up their minds, but also avoids some of the kind of trendy, uh, interesting <laughs> uh, worldviews that are that are out there that are influencing so much of the uh, of the literature for our students. Um, so we're uh, once go ahead.
0: Well, I just think we're want to encourage people to check out the website where you can see all of this information and um and and join the uh the live event um October 21 to 22. So the website is riseupchristianeducators.com. Um it looks like, you know, Carla from Lansing just signed up for the summit. That just popped up on my screen. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um so it's going to be live October 21 and 22 and then on demand. Um, for a few days after that. Um, What, when you, um, when you think about this and you think about how I might communicate with, um, with men and women who I know who are Christians, who are serving as educators, um, this is something that I can encourage them to do, but I could also give them the gift, like, right there, this is a way to, um, to support Christians who are educators. I can actually give like the gift of membership in Christian educators. Can I not?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. If you go to our website and uh, and you simply you know, join, it's it's um, you know there's a lot of information we collect from teachers, so we know how to support them well. So it'd be, it might be a little challenging to uh, do it for someone, but nonetheless, uh, you could certainly let them know that you'd be happy to cover the cost of that. And and uh, you know, oftentimes uh, teachers they join us instead of their union uh, because we offer a lot of the same services like professional liability insurance, job protection benefits, legal legal consultation uh, from the worldview, uh, we do, almost, do a lot of things unions do, but for uh, a portion of the cost. And so, uh, so many of our members have left their unions, which is now perfectly legal to do under the Janus Supreme Court case from 2018. And uh, and we have a process for that on our website as well. Um, and then you get out of your union, you join Christian Educators, and that's important to know right now because right now across the country, many of the unions have their opt-out windows. And in certain states and certain jurisdictions, there's only a certain time of the year that you can actually opt out of the payroll deduction uh, from your union. And so for many for many of our constituents, this is that time. And so uh, if you have a teacher who you think, hey, they really need to maybe stop paying money to these unions that undermine their values and join Christian educators instead, um, now is the time to have that conversation. And uh, we'd be happy to talk to them about how to scholarship teachers.
0: This is a fantastic lineup. Again, you guys check it out um riseupchristianeducators.com um and then also just directly at the christianeducators.org website um great opportunity for you to connect um as an educator who is a christian um or to connect with educators um who are christians right and support them mm-hmm. so david um when you just think about i know we talked about this last year but when you just think about some very basic things that we might do for teachers, for school administrators, for school boards. What, what are a few um, just very practical ideas for those of us um, who are, you know, kind of on the periphery of what's going on in our local schools? Um, what are some things you would encourage us to do?
1: Yeah, well, I would encourage you, first of all, foremost, to pray. And uh, I, I, if you find your local Moms and Prayer group, uh, and say, Hey, how can I pray for, for my school? That's a great way to start. Uh, another way was just, you know, Hey, write some, write some thank you notes, write some little cards, uh, uh you know, get, put a $5 Starbucks gift card in there, or just, you know, something to encourage your local educators to build relationship. Oftentimes uh, churches, when they approach schools, um, you know, their goal is to evangelize the kids. And of course, that's great. That's important. We want to get there. Um, but um, what we, we often need to do is just say, "Hey, how do I build a relationship with a school? How do I do something that blesses them uh, without regard to what I'm, what I'm after?" And when we, when we build relationships with public schools, then, then the doors will open to us um, if we do so with wisdom and with love. And so I just encourage you know, pray, Lord, how, how, how can I build a relationship with this local school or this principal or this educator? And God is so creative; He will give you ideas, He will show you, but we just have to ask and trust the Lord to lead us.
0: Yeah. Maybe they need um classroom readers. Maybe they need mm-hmm. um, af- after school shepherds. Maybe they need physical resources. Maybe they need, you know, mm-hmm. homework helpers. Um, there's right. all kinds of needs that your school may have that you haven't thought of um, and you wouldn't think of. And so ask, be people who mm-hmm. ask, um, get yep. to know, get to know your school administrator, uh, the, the local principal, um, build relationships. I love the idea of thank you notes. Um, just bless them be be a blessing to um yeah. to people working in these environments we 're going to conclude today with a prayer oh go ahead with a prayer that a listener sent in from Elizabeth Elliot David, I think you 'll appreciate this. A new All school right. year is just beginning let 's pray for the children of our country and of our world. Father, hear us, we are praying. Hear the words our hearts are saying. We are praying for our children. Keep them from the powers of evil, from the secret hidden peril, from the whirlpool that would suck them, from the treacherous quicksand pluck them, from the worldlings hollow gladness, from the sting of faithless sadness. Holy Father, save our children through life's troubled waters, steer them through life's bitter battle. Cheer them. Father, Father, be thou near them. Read the language of our longing. Read the wordless pleadings thronging. Holy Father, for our children, And wherever they may bide, lead them home at eventide. That's from Amy Carmichael's For Our Children, um, published in 1987, sent to me this morning by a listener who said, let this be encouragement today as we head back to school. I love that. Thank you. Love it. David Schmuse is the president of Christian Educators. You can connect directly with him at their website, christianeducators.org. You can also find all the links to what we talked about today in my show notes later today at MyFaithRadio.com. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. This is Faith Radio. As we step aside, it seems like a good opportunity for you and I to talk about how this happens, like the functional reality of the Mornings with Carmen podcast. So, this podcast started out as a live radio broadcast on the Faith Radio Network, which you could access at myfaithradio.com. But a lot of people actually listen to across 28 like live radio signals, you know, off of real radio towers in real towns and cities across the upper Midwest. And listeners to those radio signals made it possible for us to then launch a digital version of the ministry. And that includes this podcast network. And wouldn't you like to now be part of? having other folks around the world have access to this as well. So that's what we're inviting you into today, inviting you to support Faith Radio financially. You can do so at myfaithradio.com. And then when you're listening, you can be saying to yourself, you know what, this is now my ministry. As other people are being reached with the good news of the gospel through this podcast, you'll be an active part of it. So I appreciate your gift in advance at myfaithradio.com. Let's be praying for each other Um, on the text line right now. Let's be praying for David and Luke and Martin and Jen and Mary and Mary and um, Rick and Scott and Ben on and on and on and on and on. Um, Thank you so much for um, each of these um, prayers shared and these prayers offered and the concerns you are raising um, we gather together as a Faith Radio team um, every Tuesday, and so you can trust that I'm going to be raising these concerns um, with uh, with that community as well. Uh, and it's no accident that you're here. It's no accident that you're here. If you're listening right now and you said, gosh, I just happened upon this. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, God put this in your path. And so I'm thankful to God for this time together today. I'm thankful for you I'm asking God's blessing upon you today. Um, May you be strengthened in your inner being. May you open your life to the overflow of God's grace, to his um, all sufficiency. Even if you're feeling right now like you don't have enough, God's grace is sufficient um, and you can trust him. He sees you, he loves you. Um, He is present. Even, Even when we don't feel like it, he is present. You can trust you can trust him. Blessings upon your day. Go forth to love and serve others as conduits of the goodness and the grace of God in Jesus name. Have a great day and God bless. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm wondering if you'd like to engage with us in any way. You can always send me an email, Carmen at MyFaithRadio.com. You can text the show. You you often hear that during the podcast, but the reality is that during the live show, I'm actually reading the text line. So I do see your texts at 877-933-2484, even if I don't respond to them in real time. And then I think it's important to remind us that this is a listener-supported ministry, so your financial support actually makes the podcast possible, and it helps us extend the ministry to more and more people around the world. There are people listening to this podcast in places where we will never set foot, but the gospel's going forth through this media ministry. So if you're in a position to do so, I invite you to support the show now at MyFaithRadio.com. Have a great day, and God bless.